All right. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications. And, of course, participate in the conversation by commenting down below and upvoting the video. And give Chris Gordy a subscription at Locked On SEC um, uh, while you're at it. He would appreciate that as well. Chris joins us for our weekly preview show Ole Miss and Bama, this was supposed to be a monster game. It's still a huge game for one team, and another team's kind of just making the best out of a bad situation, but it's not the normal team that we see in this situation. Um, what what kind of read do you get off of Alabama right now? Uh, a team that's still very good offensively, still very good defensively. They're just not dominant like we're used to Alabama being. And so uh, – you know, people look at them as, oh, they're vulnerable. I mean, to a certain extent. We're talking about a team that lost two games, one by a, a, uh, a field goal by Tennessee that they got only because Bama missed a game-winning field goal, and then uh, a two-point conversion where, you know, LSU literally caught it at the goal line, and, you know, if he bobbles that at all, we're talking about Bama winning there. So Bama's literally two plays away from being undefeated right now, and We'd be saying, oh, Alabama looks beatable, but they're not. They're they're undefeated. So uh, I tend to agree with Lane Kiffin's sentiment this week where he was, you know, being asked about is is Alabama's dynasty ending. And he's like, look, you go down to a two-point play, it's 50% either way. And then you talk about the field goal, you know, miss at, at Knoxville, and then Tennessee makes theirs. It's just – it is what it is. But he said, look, I think Kiffin's quote was, dynasties are ending when you're losing by like 21 points and – you know, losing at home and stuff. These are two road games they lost that were very, very close. So that said, uh, Bama dynasty ending is is not necessarily, uh, you know, the storyline to me. Um, can Ole Miss hang with Alabama? Yes. Uh, what If you're an Ole Miss fan, what's encouraging is your strength is running the football. We just saw LSU run the football better than they ever have against the Nick Saban team. LSU averaged 5.4 yards a carry last week. Now, a big part of that was Jaden Daniels' runs on top of their running back runs. But Al, uh, LSU has never run for 5.4 yards per carry or more since Nick Saban has been at Alabama. The last time LSU did that was 2006, the year before Saban got to Bama. So that just tells you how maybe, um, you know, not as dominant this run defense has been and an opportunity that Ole Miss has now with Quinshawn Judkins, with Zach Evans. And I think Jackson Dart's legs have to be a part of the game plan after what we just saw Jaden Daniels do. So, um, yes, the, the recipe is there. The formula is there. But I think Alabama's going to make some adjustments. I think this is a game. DeMarco Hellams has been a tremendous tackler for them. I think he's been their leading tackler a handful of games already. But I think this is a game where Henry Toa Toa, Jaden Moody, uh, those guys are going to have to come up big. Um, or Jalen Moody, rather. They're going to have to play a big a big part in coming up, stopping the run. And the interior ID line, Stephen, for the first time in a while is not super scary for Alabama. They've always had guys in there. I think Jaheim Otis is going to be really good down the, down the line. He's a freshman and DJ Dale as that senior, he's had some nice moments, but just not consistently. And so that's where I say, you know, we're going to find out early if, if Ole Miss can come out and set the tone and, they're getting big gains for, and I say big gains, you know, four, five, six yards a clip for Judkins and and Evans and those guys, and they go down and score a touchdown by mostly running the football. It's going to be a long day for Alabama. So I'm, I'm really curious to see how they come out uh, early. But 
one other thing I'll throw in, you know, the I think Lane learned his lesson from last year to get your popcorn ready and then going forward on all those fourth downs. Look, punting is is it's not something to be afraid of, Lane. There are times when you need to punt. And I think the inconsistency we've seen from this Alabama offense in the last couple of weeks, and I know the Ole Miss defense has not been as good in recent weeks as they were earlier in the year, but I still would take my chances. If you can punt and, and pin Bryce Young and Bama back behind their own 20, I would take that instead of trying to be, oh, but we're at midfield and it's fourth and two. Let's go for it. No, man, punt it, play it safe. Don't be overly aggressive because I thought that's what shot Ole Miss in the foot a year ago. Yeah, I agree with that. I think against Alabama, I did a show earlier this week about it. The momentum swings are so huge in a game when you're playing Alabama. And whenever you get stopped on fourth down, it's just a little bit of juice added to an already super talented team. So I agree with you. Every possession needs to end in a kick, period. Either a field goal extra point or a punt and, and just get out of there and do whatever needs to be done. Now, one thing that I, with Alabama's going to focus on the run game, which they are, I can imagine all week Nick Saban drilled these guys, especially after giving up over five yards of carry at LSU. They are really honed in on the run. So I think this is actually an impressively big game for Malik Heath, for Jonathan Mingo, for Jordan Watkins, those guys, because the RPO twist that Ole Miss hasn't really done this could be a game that, that pops open because Alabama is going to be flying up to try and stop the run, flying up to get Ole Miss behind the chains. So they have a chance to do something in this game. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're right. And, and we saw from, uh, you know, obviously Alabama's secondary has, has struggled at times. I think Kool-Aid McKinstry's done a pretty good job this year. But Eli Ricks, he had a really good game against Mississippi State. And we saw him struggle a little bit last week against LSU. Now, maybe part of that is – you know, he's returning back to where he played uh, before, and maybe there was a little bit of something in the back of his head there, and he was maybe playing too aggressively or whatever. But you're right. I mean, I don't – you know, can can Alabama cover your receivers one-on-one? We've seen Heath, you know, had the big game against uh, LSU. Mingo's had those big games and spots. Obviously, A&M, he had a, he had a nice day with Vanderbilt. was the, the monumental record-setting day he had, but – yeah, look, Jackson Dart is, is going to be the key to this game. You know, if everybody talks about Judkins and, and Evans and all that, it's got to be Jackson Dart has got to play a good game, a good sound game. No turnovers, uh, keeping drives alive with his feet, but he's going to have to make throws, um, especially if Bama's loading up the box and saying, we're not letting you run on us. So, yeah, um, simple to say, I think it's on hard. He's got to play fundamentally sound and play well for, for uh, Ole Miss to have a chance. Yeah, absolutely. This is the game that Jackson Dart was recruited for. This is the reason you went and got him. If it wasn't for this game, Luke Altmeyer would be the quarterback right now. This was the game that he was recruited for. Now, what are we missing this weekend that we haven't really thought of? I've, I've, we've almost covered this from every angle. What am I missing about this game that I need to know? I think Alabama's offensive line is not very good. Um, you know, it was one of my big concerns coming in, in the offseason – uh, you know, I like Dalcourt. I like Ekior. I had some questions about the left side of that line. They bring in Tyler Steen from Vanderbilt. It's just not as dominant as, you know, as we're used to Alabama. We're used to they snap the ball, and those big hog mollies up front are just pushing you back two, three yards already down the field. And that, to me, is has been, you know, something that I've I've looked at and like, okay, what's what's going on here with Alabama? Why are they not as dominant? I just think they're not as good. And so when you take that into account – you know, is uh, Tavius Robinson, uh, you know, 
Jared Ivy? Is this a, a game where some of those guys can get the push and get and get to Bryce Young? And that's what was so amazing last week with LSU. They they basically put Harold Perkins, the, the linebacker who they did it against Ole Miss. They put him as a spy on Jackson Dart, and that whole second half, Lane Kiffin said he was the difference maker. All last week against Alabama, Harold Perkins was a spy on Bryce Young, and Bryce one wasn't able to tuck and run it, but two was was pressured and forced to make throws before he wanted to and and was inaccurate on a lot of throws i think that's what Ole miss can do i'm not saying they're going to sack bryce young a ton but force him to get rid of that ball before he wants to force him inaccurate throws and you're going to force some three and outs and you're going to force some punting situations so i'm curious what that defensive line again the, the push that that Ole miss can get up front which i think is still one of the most underrated defensive lines in the sec this year um, what kind of push can they get up front on this Alabama O line that's not, you know, not been what it's what we're used to? Yeah, JJ yeah. Pegues has a chance to be a really impact player from that nose guard position, pushing the offensive line back to Bryce Young. I agree with that as well. Now, let's move on to the game Saturday. How do you expect this to go, and what do you think it's going to look like, and what's your game prediction for the game? Yeah, I think the. Uh, I think the crowd can play a part. Uh, the key to playing Alabama, and this is always the toughest part for teams when they play them, is when you get into the red zone, you have to capitalize. You have to you have to get touchdowns. Field goals do not beat Alabama. Um, if Ole Miss gets a you know has a has a couple early drives, they get into Alabama territory and they're having to settle for field goals. It's just it's a death knell because you're they, Alabama says we'll trade touchdowns for field goals all day. They're going to have guys that are going to get loose. They're going to have guys that are, uh, you know, running behind you, and suddenly you look up and, uh, you know, there there goes um, you know, Ja'Cory Brooks running behind your DB or something. So uh, I think Alabama's going to score touchdowns on the on this Ole Miss secondary. So um, to me, you got to come out, you got to capitalize, set the tone. If Ole Miss gets the ball first, man, go down, go right down the field, score a touchdown, and and send a message to Alabama: Hey, we're here. We're not we're not going away. Um, I'd love to see that happen. But, yeah, I just think Ole Miss has got to keep the foot on the gas pedal. And I think if they can get to 30-plus points, I think they're going to have a good chance. And they just need their defense to come up with a couple of stops. So, you know, if, if I'm being the ultimate optimist, Ole Miss wins this game. I think it's something like 34-31. But I'm not going that way, Stephen. I think Alabama – Nick Saban rarely loses two games in a row at Alabama since, since he's been in Tuscaloosa. So – it's a tough road game. It's a tough road environment. I think Ole Miss keeps it close to the first half. I think Alabama runs away in the second half, and I think they win something like 42-30. to 30. Okay. You know, you are the first person that I have talked to this week on this show or on my other shows that has predicted Alabama to win this game. An 11-and-a-half-point favorite. It, 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 it was one of those things. I, and I tell people, and I was on Twitter, I said, this is starting to scare me a little bit because this is starting to become a little bit too much of a consensus. So thank you very much for that, Chris. Um, and so now maybe we can just – the rat poison out there, right? I mean, yeah. You know, it's, eat it up. Yeah, and Paul Feinbaum is providing that in spades this week. It's absolutely ridiculous. But but that said, look, this is a big game for Lane. He – he came to Ole Miss to try to beat Nick Saban. You know, he wants to break through. He wants that feather in his cap. And they're getting close. I mean, you know, last year felt like they were there, and then that game got out of hand so quickly. This is at home. This is in Oxford. Alabama is vulnerable. Um, you know, this would be the time to get him if if, if he could. Is, is Lane's team up to the challenge? We're going to find out. But, uh, again, I just – I got to default to 
Saban, it's it's hard to catch him off guard two weeks in a row. <laughs> I feel like Alabama bounces back this week. Yeah, and uh, before I let you go, I, I do want to mention, if LSU were to drop a game against Arkansas or Texas A&M, which one do you think is the best opportunity for that to happen? I, I think both are dangerous spots. I mean, those are both mm-hmm. tough, hostile environments to go to. I know A&M's playing like crap right now, but um, the, the thing to keep an eye on, and look, you never root for injury, but you know, I have a, a, an LSU friend who was basically saying like, oh man, hey, LSU's got this. All you got to do is win one of the next two. Arkansas sucks and A&M sucks. And I kept saying, injuries happen. If Jaden Daniels goes down and you've got to rely on, you know, Garrett Nussmeyer to go in and win games in Fayetteville and in College Station, it's going to be a tough ask of that guy. So um, that's all it would take. Is, is that to happen? Ole Miss wins this weekend. And, man, you, you guys would be rooting like heck for uh, A&M to close out the season against LSU and, and, and Ole Miss can sneak and find their way into Atlanta. So, yeah, a lot's still on the line. Nothing's been decided yet, but – um, if I had to pick one, I would say LSU losing to Fayetteville this Saturday. It's not out of the question, although I'm hearing K.J. Jefferson's not 100%. He's going to give it a go. He's going to play. But we saw he was not 100% last week against Liberty, and some of his mistakes cost them that game. So, um, But, hey, it's 11 a.m., it's Fayetteville, and it's going to be like 47 degrees, so anything could happen. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen of the day, check out Locked On SEC. Chris Gordy hosts a show and takes you around the SEC in 30 minutes or less. Really good show. I enjoy it every week. Thank you very much, Chris, for stopping by, and we'll do this again next week, bud. Sounds good. Thanks, Stephen. All right, man.